We've been in a series on the gifts of the Spirit, where our foundation scriptures out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> we taught out of Romans 12 on the seven gifts of the Spirit. Now we're in 1 Corinthians 12 on the nine gifts of the Spirit. When we're through with these, we will talk about the fivefold ministry gifts. And um, took me a couple of services on the gift of the word of knowledge. And it'll take me two on this gift of the word of wisdom. Um, we talked about several things, just going to review what we talked about last week. We talked about several things um, in, in regards to these gifts, and um, one of those, one of, the, one of the, the, the first thing that God says in his word in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, he said, concerning spiritual gifts, not to be ignorant of them. In other words, understand them. You have to put out effort for understanding. You and I need to understand specific things about, in regards to spiritual things. And those specific things that we need to understand are going to profit us. Because the Bible's very clear that these gifts are to profit people, profit mankind. God wants you and I to profit in the things that we gain and the understanding that we gain from spiritual gifts. They're not, they're not just... These are not in the Bible just for another story. They're in the Bible for a specific purpose to empower and enhance us in the things that we're here on this planet to do. We've got a lot to do and a lot to accomplish, and God in every way has set it up that if we'll take advantage of what he's given to us, we will have an advantage over the enemy and over issues in life. That's the way he set it up, and he wants us to understand that. So he said, don't be ignorant of these. Um, in these nine gifts, uh, last time we talked about, uh, I've separated these. Uh, the, the two that, the, the one I talked about last week and the other tonight goes with, with another gift. And those are the revelation gifts. And then the next three are the power gifts. And the next three are the utterance gifts. There's three that reveal something, there's three that say something and, or do something, and there's three that say something. And so we've, we've, got, we've got a lot on our side when we learn these gifts and how they operate and what they're for and how important it is that we are open to be used by God to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Very important that we understand it. So I want to just read again 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, and there are uh, diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the, through the same Spirit, 
to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as the Lord wills. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight that no matter what, your word is true. I thank you tonight that your word brings wisdom, but tonight we will understand the gift of the word of wisdom. We thank you for general wisdom, but tonight we want the revelation of the gift of the word of wisdom. And Father, I thank you tonight as people leave here, they will leave here with greater understanding of this gift and how this gift operates and how to be open and be used by you to allow this gift to flow through them. We believe it tonight. Everybody said amen if you believe it. Um, as the scripture says, the gifts are to profit people. And <clears throat> these gifts, these nine gifts, are as God wills them through individual people. Jesus operated, and we see clearly, and, and we will, <clears throat> towards the end of this teaching, we're gonna, I'm going to show you where Jesus operated in all nine of these gifts. And you know, Jesus said, the works that I did, you'll do, and even greater works, because I've gone to the Father. So if Jesus operated in all nine, you and I have the potential to operate in all nine gifts of the Spirit as God wills them. And I believe that what the Scripture is saying here as God wills, the Bible says that the Spirit of God hovers the earth and flows through the earth looking for people that are willing and who will subject themselves to the voice of God and what God wants instead of just what they want. So, I mean, we, we would think this way. You would, you would give somebody something or empower somebody to be used in a certain way where you had control over if you trusted them. So the more God trusts us and the more God understands or, or, the, or the more that we understand that God is trusting us, the more we're able to be used by God for these gifts to flow through us. It's not like God's up there and he's got these little gifts and he's holding them back and he's going eeny, meeny, miny, mo" kind of a deal. It's not that. They flow when you can be trusted with these gifts, not to turn them and draw attention to yourself as a result of, of the gifts and the words that you bring to other people or the encouragement that you bring to other people but be used by God to see other people profit. That's what they're here for. Amen? Um, I mentioned last week that, <clears throat> and, and I'm going to say this again about the gift of the word of wisdom. I talked about, you know, you, you, can, you can take a piece of a sentence um, you can, I think I used some example like this last week. Uh, I can tell Brian, I'm packed and ready to go. Well, I gave, I gave Brian a piece of information, 
and I know all the information. I know where I'm going. I know why I packed. And, and, and when Brian hears that, he's going to ask a number of different questions. If I just come to Brian and say, hey, man, I'm packed and ready to go, and he didn't know about any trip I'm planning to take. He has no, no, no other reason or no other thoughts uh, or, or words that have been spoken to tell him anything else I'm doing, that statement in itself won't stand on its own. Right? It needs more information. And um, so God is the God of all knowledge. And the more you study the Word, the knowledge of God begins to come to you. And the more time you spend with God, the greater knowledge and understanding that you will have of God. But when God wants knowledge to work on our behalf or another person's behalf, He will give you a certain amount of information and speak that information to you to give to someone else, and that information will profit that person. It's the gift of the Word of knowledge. It's not the gift of knowledge. Because if it was, if, if the gift here in 1 Corinthians 12 was just the gift of all knowledge, then the more educated that we got, the more spiritual we'd be. Or the more educated we had, the more we'd be used with this gift. That's not it. Nothing wrong with, with being educated. You want to be educated. You want to spend time in the Word, and you want to grow in that revelation of who you are in God and who God is in you. You want that. But that's not this gift, or the gift of knowledge. Well, it's the same way with the, the gift of the Word of wisdom. God is wisdom. His Word is wisdom. And the more time that we spend with God, what will happen is the knowledge we have will turn into what I call general wisdom. The knowledge of His Word will turn into general wisdom. The general wisdom that we get from just praying in the Spirit and hearing God and and spending time in His Word and allowing the knowledge of the Word to become real to us is not the same as the gift of the Word of Wisdom. So, with that said... I want to just take you through a few verses of Scripture to prove my point. And tonight, next week, we'll, we'll really define the word of wisdom just and, and, and its workings and a number of different examples of it. But tonight I want to talk about how the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom work together. And how, how that they're different, but they, they complement each other. And, and they're vitally important. And I'll just say this. I believe because this gift was mentioned first, it's really the most important gift. And one of the reasons is because there's multiple scriptures that say wisdom is the principal thing. It's the number one thing. It's the most important thing. Wisdom is. So I want to read a number of verses of scripture to prove the points that I'm talking about tonight. Um, Joshua chapter 1 in verse 8, Joshua 1 and 8, <clears throat> he said, And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. 
Then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. The Word of God is the wisdom of God. And he said, you'll meditate on the knowledge that you have here, and as you meditate and, and you observe to do, and it becomes real to you, that's how you extract and draw that wisdom, then you'll be successful in everything that you do. That's general wisdom. That's wisdom that comes from spending time with God and spending time in His Word and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you on the inside. That general wisdom is not the same as the gift of the Word of Wisdom. James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all, gives to how many? All, gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, I want to look at that verse again, but I just want to remind you what we just read in 1 Corinthians 12. He said there are diversities of activities in 1 Corinthians 12, 6, but it's the same God who works all, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another, to one and to another. To a one is given the word of wisdom as the Lord wills. Now, it may be given to another one, but the gift of the word of wisdom is not for all. But the wisdom he's talking about in James chapter 1 and verse 5 says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to who? Everybody that asks. You see the difference. So there's a general wisdom, and then there's the gift of the word of wisdom that brings profit to the lives of people when we understand what this wisdom is for. Just follow with me as I'm going. These gifts can be confusing, but confusion is of the enemy. And I refuse. When I first heard teaching on this years ago, I'm sitting there listening to what the person's saying, and I'm thinking, I remember saying to my wife, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't even, I mean, it's just like they're talking to me Chinese, you know, not making any sense. And I, I determined that the first time that I ever heard someone preach that, I said, I receive what he said. I may not understand it in my mind, but it will make sense to me. Today, my spirit is always alert and aware, no matter where I go or what I do. My spirit man is always alert and aware, especially for the working and for God to will through me a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom in the lives of someone else because, because it will profit them. I don't want to be used by God with a word of wisdom or knowledge so that I can be puffed up and tell everybody, you know, how great I am and what happened or whatever. Next week, I'm going to share with you about a half a dozen examples or situations where I've operated with a word of wisdom and knowledge and how it's really profited people. I mean, really profited because I knew that I knew that I knew what it was, and it was something that I knew in the moment that I had no prior knowledge or understanding of. I'm going to show you in the Scripture that this is the gift of the word of knowledge or the gift of the word of wisdom 
that is used, that you don't have the, the people in Scripture that operated in this. They had no way in the natural of knowing what that was going to produce, but it produced. And God wants you and I producing, not just for ourselves, but for the good of other people. And he wants your spirit man opened all the time and ready to be used. When we concentrate and focus on ourselves, we, 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 are, we are dialing up a destiny for destruction. But when you live your life for the good of other people and helping other people and sowing into the lives of the other people, you're dialing up a destiny of success. And why not do good for other people and have all these advantages of helping other people that are at our disposal instead of trying to figure it out ourselves? You know? I mean, doing good deeds are one thing, but doing good deeds and giving somebody something that's going to profit their life through a word, well, I mean, man, how good can it get? God's given us that, and he's empowered us, and that, that's at our disposal. We don't want to miss that. It's for the good of others, but it'll profit you because it keeps your mind off yourself. So, last week I defined the, word, the, the gift of the word of knowledge as Revelation from God concerning certain facts in the mind of God. Usually having to do with people, places, and things. I'm going to say it again. This is the word of knowledge, not wisdom. That the gift of the word of knowledge is revelation, uh, revelation from God concerning certain facts in the mind of God. Remember, fragments, certain facts, just what he wants you to know to deliver to someone else so that that person can take that word and it means something and do something in their life. See, because if, if we, you know, not saying that there's not a time that he, he may give you more information, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like you, you having some legal issues and you have to go to an attorney. And you go sit down for advice from an attorney. Well, if that attorney is really an attorney and he's been to school, he's got a lot of knowledge and wisdom and understanding that can actually help you. But you know, all he's going to give you is the peace you need for that situation, right? That's the way it is with God. He wants to give us a piece of something that's going to help a situation in another person's life. And, and, and you can have words of wisdom and knowledge for yourself. And, and I'll show you this in just a moment. So the definition of the word of wisdom is revelation by God concerning divine purpose in plan, divine, divine purposes and plans in the mind of God. Okay, so what's the difference in the two? The word of knowledge has to do with present and past. The word of wisdom has to do with the future, always. That's how these gifts, these two gifts are very close, but that's how you tell the difference in these. I'm going to say it again. Word of knowledge is about present and past. Word of wisdom is about the future. So it's divine revelation from God, where the word of knowledge is concerned, divine revelation from God 
concerning certain facts from the mind of God. Where the gift of the word of wisdom is, the, is about the divine purposes and plans of God for other people, maybe nations, uh, whatever, but it has to do with purposes and plans, and that's future. You remember the scripture that we've been reading in Jeremiah 29, 11? God says, I've got it all under control, and I've got plans for you, and it's plans for what? The future. Jeremiah 29, 11 is a, is a word of wisdom from God. It's just a piece. It's just one scripture, but it has to do with a piece about everybody's future. God wants us to have a future and, and an expected end and, and great things to happen in our lives, right? Well, God wants us to help other people's lives along with these certain gifts in operation. You, you realize, and I said this earlier, these gifts weren't put in here just to take up space. These things are really important. And that's why, that's why I've decided this year to take as much time as we need on Wednesday nights to get through them and, and get through them in a clear way so that people understand. Amen? Because we need this and we need to understand it. Now, um, the, these, these two gifts, and, and at, at, when I'm done with this at the end, I'm going to give you several examples of, of, of these different gifts. I'm going to give you several examples of these gifts and even some that we haven't even talked about yet. And I want you to think about the example that I give you. I'm, I'm going to kind of challenge you to think about which gift fits with the example that I'm giving you. So be thinking and, and, and really be paying attention, because I'm going to call on you. No, I'm not. So, but, but just be paying attention so, so that you can, can see the answer in the example that I'm giving. Because that will help you in, in leaving here tonight and really understanding the reason and the purpose behind these gifts. Now, again, I said, the two operate together. And I'm going to give you a number of examples here in Scripture um, where the two of these words operated together, and I think you're going to see it real clearly, because it's, I mean, it's from Genesis to Revelation. It's all through the Bible, these gifts in operation. Um, Old Testament, the prophets in the Old Testament, most of what the prophets prophesied, Old Testament, had to do with what? Future. So what would that be? Wisdom. It would be the gift of the word of wisdom. Most of what they prophesied had to do with out there. Okay? Old Testament. Well, before I look at, before I say this other thing, let me look at this one verse of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1. <clears throat> I'm going to say something here. I'm going to just throw it out there, but we'll discuss this when we get um, to the utterance gifts of prophecy. And, uh, but but it, it, it's worth throwing in here, right here. He said, pursue love, verse 1, and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. 
For no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Now, do any of those, and, and, and I don't have time to really break this down, but along the way I'm going to add little pieces of these different gifts so that I think that you'll understand it. But to prophesy is to speak, is, is, to be, is to be a vessel that is being used to speak what God once said. That's what simple, basic prophecy is, okay? Now, there's different levels of prophecy that we'll cover as we get into these gifts, but simple, just simple general prophecy is... is what you and I have been called to do when we speak as the oracles of God. When I say, when I speak out, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, I'm prophesying because I'm speaking something that God has already said is so. That's not, that's not the gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12 here as we'll get into that later on. But it's, it's, it's a... It's like a vehicle whereby a person can speak and deliver a different word, like a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Like I said, Old Testament prophets, as it was said, they they spoke of the future. So they were prophesying, but they were speaking words of wisdom. Now, whether you totally understand that or not, it's all right, Don't, don't... don't get overloaded. I don't want to overload with what I'm saying tonight, but I need, to, I need to say this right here because it's important to understand these next few verses where we see the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge working together. And, and, and it may seem to some of you that this is a little deep or, or maybe confusing, but it's not. And actually, it's very simple. And when I, when I personally finally got a hold of this, it changed the way I saw humanity. I, I was traveling somewhere not too long ago, and, and I, I was in an airport, and, and there was somebody sitting next to me, and, and, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God inside of me made me aware of the person that I was sitting next to waiting for an airplane. He just made me aware of this person. Now, you know, in the natural, you could, you could be nosy and be aware of everybody, staring at everybody and looking all over the airport and, you know, just whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about minding your own business and the Holy Spirit going, hey, wake up, get alert. I want you to be aware of this person. And I'm sitting there, okay, not knowing about the person's life, nothing about the person. And God told me to tell them a specific thing. Now, everybody in here has the Holy Spirit in them. And and if you'll pray in the Holy Spirit and listen to God, God will reveal all kinds of things to you. He'll reveal to you whatever you need. 
But in this situation, it was not just general wisdom or understanding that was coming to me. God was showing me something specific for another person's life. And sometimes we might think that, well, you know, I want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Like that's, that's more supernatural. But you can be nudged and do nothing with it and nothing happens. See, the gift itself won't just accomplish something. I've got to understand these gifts operating and that they're at my disposal. And then when I get the nudge from God, I've got to obey that. How many can say in here, you have to raise your hand, just think about this. That, you know, in a lot of situations, if you're in an airport somewhere and you got a whole crowd of people and you feel like you have something for the person sitting next to you, how many know that, you know, probably I'm just going to think it was just a dumb thought? Why in the heck would I want to tell somebody something? And I sure don't want the person next to the person I'm going to tell to hear how stupid this sounds. You see how you have to be willing to do it. Well, I've done this so much in my life that, like I said, my spirit man is just constantly open for what, how God wants to use. Not, I'm not going somewhere looking for something to tell somebody. I'm going somewhere my spirit man is open to be used by God, and I know that these nine gifts of the Spirit that I'm sharing with you tonight are at my disposal. I don't have to try to figure it out myself. Well, that guy looks like he might need a word. No, 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 it'll be wrong. It'll be wrong. You know, you'll, you'll look at the guy, you know, you'll look at the person and think, well, they look like maybe they, you know. And, then, and so you tell them that and they go, no, no, no. And you feel like an idiot because you, 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 you heard some teaching on this and so you're trying to make it happen. It won't happen. It says he wills it. It's got to come from the inside. And, it, and Jesus never judged things based on what he saw or what he heard. He only judged things by what the Spirit of God said. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a totally different world to live in. To have this at our disposal because we believe it. Not just because we heard about it. See, what, what I'm teaching you and what, what I'm telling you, you need to go back, as Jessica was talking about earlier, go back on the podcast and listen to these messages because it's not enough just to hear about it once, but you need to hear about it and then begin to meditate on it and do something with it so that we can profit humanity. Can you say amen? Okay? So, Revelation 2. I don't have a watch. I do, but it's on my desk. Five till? Okay. It's not doing me any good out here. Where did I tell you? Oh, Revelation. Revelation 2, and we'll just pick one of them. Let's go for the church. Let's go for the corrupt church in Thyatira. <clears throat> Verse 18. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, okay, here's, so here's the Apostle John, and he gets this revelation, everybody say revelation, he gets this revelation from God about these churches, and I want you to notice two different things that are very apparent here. 
These things say the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and patience. As for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality and things uh, sacrificed to idols. What, 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 what does it sound like that this word from the angel to John what kind of a word is that? Word of knowledge. Why? It's present. He's telling them what's going on in their life. So he's giving them. Now here, here's John, knows nothing about what's going on in the church at Thyatira, and he has the guts to write this letter and send this to the church and tell them they're a bunch of goons. Huh? That you're allowing this spirit to operate in the church and all this crud's happening. I mean, he, bam, he hits them with a word of knowledge. Okay? There's a word of knowledge. Then just, you can read the rest of it later, but we'll skip down to, uh, to uh, verse 26. And he says, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Where? At the end. Right? He, he who does this, this is what's going to happen out there. So here's the word of knowledge about where they're at. And here, always, God always has a way out from anything that's going on in our lives. That's why the word of knowledge brought some correction to him. Okay? It's not the end of the world. It's just some correction. It brought some correction through a word of knowledge. Word of wisdom gave them hope about the future that if you'll do this, this is what will happen. Authority over the nations. And this spirit will not have the control that it's had in the past. Do you see that? Acts chapter 9, and we read this last week. And we talked about the part that was the word of knowledge. But I want to show you how in this passage, it's the story about Ananias how the angel came. Not only do I want to show you that there's two different words in operation here, but there's two different sources that it's coming from. Acts chapter 9 and uh, verse 10. There was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. To him the Lord said in a vision. So God spoke this in a vision. Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much harm that he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And there he has, and, and here, he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on their name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So in the beginning, he tells, he tells Ananias, This is what I want you to do. When? Right now? And then, he, then Ananias is concerned about it, but he says, Verse 15, but the Lord said to him, go for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. Did that make sense to Ananias? This man who's killing people that even breathe the name of Jesus, this is a chosen vessel of God, makes absolutely no sense. 
So you can see Ananias is given a word of knowledge to do a specific thing that he has no prior knowledge of. And, and then we see he's given the word of wisdom to encourage him and profit him to follow through and do what he's supposed to do because the end result is the Apostle Paul became the one who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and you and I, our lives are being benefited today because of this gift of the word of wisdom that encouraged Ananias to follow through. So word of knowledge, word of wisdom, working together to do what? To profit mankind. And I had a number of other examples in here, and we'll read some more of those next week. But I just want you to really hear me tonight and, and in, the, in the weeks ahead about how beneficial that these gifts of the Spirit are. And, and I, and I want to go through just as we end tonight and, and just say a couple things about this. Um, you know, God reveals himself to us daily in each of our lives. He, he, re, he reveals himself to us but he also reveals himself to us in and through spiritual gifts. Later on, we'll talk about the fivefold ministry gifts of the Spirit and how from Old Testament times to New Testament times that the fivefold ministry gifts, most of them, most of the fivefold ministry gifts to public groups operate in these nine gifts of the Spirit. Not, not, that, not that other people can't, but a lot of times the fivefold ministry gifts have the anointing to do that because of the awareness. Again, it's as the Lord wills. But a lot of times that happens, the effectiveness. When, when I grew up early on in the church and I saw a lot of, quote, gifts of the Spirit in operation through just anybody that came along, most of that was just encouragement. It wasn't really a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or or a high, higher level of prophecy because it was just coming out of people that were excited and kind of stirred up. And that's a good thing. It's good to be exciting and to be excited and to be stirred up, but those aren't the true gifts in operation. And I'm going to show you in the weeks to come how a lot of those in a public way, God will use fivefold ministry gifts to deliver those. In personal ways, it's for all of us. And, and in public ways, it's for anybody whose heart is really open and prepared and ready to deliver it. But these things are very serious. If you don't understand being baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you're sitting here tonight and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and you don't understand that, it, it's it, in... in Early on in some of the church life that I grew up in, which I didn't get born again until I was 18 years old, and then from then on, from 18 on, I spent a lot of time in, the, in, in churches and in the church world where the gifts of the Spirit, so-called, were in operation. And I'm not being critical about any of the things of the past, but I saw very little profit come from the gifts of the Spirit so-called in operation. So very little profit in the lives of people when these gifts are to profit people. They're not, they're not gifts so that people can be identified by how great they are because they're operating in something that seems spooky. The gifts are to profit other people. And God wants these gifts flowing through your life to profit people individually. 
And it's not a spooky thing. And it's not the Spirit of God coming on you and, 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 and taking over and taking control of your life. It's as He wills them through you so that it makes sense to people. Something spiritual doesn't have to be just confusing and crazy and off the wall and, you know, so, so, so-called deep that people can't get it. But what profit is that if you can't even understand what someone's saying to you? Yay and mo and ro and do and fro and yo and ye and ya and you're going, what the heck? I've had people prophesy some of those kind of things over me in ways. And, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to be critical of it, but it's, it's got to be clear, man. People got to be able to understand what's being said. The spiritual part of it is working on the inside of you and how you deliver something to someone else just really most of the time in a natural way where somebody could actually receive it. I've seen so many people that wanted to receive Spiritual things that got ran off because they got scared. That's no good. We don't want people to be scared. We want people to be being drawn to, right? So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this and just just some examples I wrote down. So, if I'm if I personally if I'm praying in the Spirit, and I just get this thing on the inside of me that's going to be a good day, what's that? What would you define that as? It's just going to be a good day, okay? And, and, and yeah, it could be, and we haven't talked about this yet enough, but really, it's just the simple gift of prophecy. I'm praying in the Spirit, and then I'm praying in the understanding about this day, and what am I bringing? What I just read in 1 Corinthians 14.3. I'm bringing exhortation and encouragement to my life, and, and so I, I just declare, you know what? I mean, instead of saying it's going to be a horrible day, saying it's going to be a good day, because that's what I got on the inside of me, is going to produce a good day. So if I'm praying in the Spirit, and... Uh, I get a word for Brian, and let's just say that Brian has uh, a child that uh, is on drugs, and I don't know that, but I'm praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden, I just get this sense. I call Brian, and I say, hey, I just wanted to tell you today that I had this real overwhelming sense that Something, there's something, remember, there's this fragment pieces that God will give you, and you just, you just know this. And, and, and I say to Brian, you know, I know something's going on with one of your kids, but I'm just telling you today, everything's going to be okay. What's that? Right now, today, everything's going to be okay. That's a word of knowledge, because it's present right now. It's a word right now. Let's say I'm praying in the Spirit, and um, let's say I start praying in the Spirit, and I get a word for Joey, and I, he just comes to me, and, and I don't even know this about his life. Let's say he's deep in debt, 
and he has no way to pay it off. And I get this word, I'm praying the Spirit, and, and I just, for no, I mean, I'm not thinking, I'm not, I'm not going into my time in prayer thinking about joy, but I'm praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden he comes to me, tell Joey that by the end of the year, all his debts are going to be paid off. I'm just giving, you know, just throwing something out there that I would hear. I'm gonna, next week, I'm going to give you a, a, a half a dozen examples of words of wisdom that I've gotten personally and how they worked in other people's lives. They profited the people. Now, I have to be willing, again, I said earlier, if I hear something like that, if I'm, if I'm not sure about something like that, and I hear something like that, I've got to be willing to miss it. Because if you wait around until you're 100% sure, <laughs> you'll never be 100% sure. And you say, well, you know, that's just, that's just like, uh, that's just like mind control. Call it whatever you want. God created each one of you, and he created us to operate in these gifts. And he created us to be used to allow those gifts to flow into the lives of other people. And you know, I've never done anything and done it well that I didn't have to practice. And you have to practice. You have to practice knowing what you're hearing, and then you have to practice by giving somebody a word. Here's the deal. Let's just take Joey's situation for an example. Let's say that he was deep in debt, and he was really troubled. And I call him on the phone, or I see him somewhere, and I say, you know what? And this is just really overwhelming inside of me. And, you know, maybe I ask him, you know, are you in debt? And he says, yeah, deep. I just heard God say, by the end of the year, things are going to be okay. The debt's going to be gone. I don't know what's going to happen or how that's going to happen, but God wants you to be firm in trusting him that this thing's gone. So, so what I'm saying is, whatever the situation is, what if, what if you're willing to speak that and it brings encouragement to that person's life, and by the end of the year, they're debt-free? Because see, you can say, well, but what if it doesn't happen? But what if it does? Yeah, but what are you going to do if it doesn't happen? What if it does? You can think all day about it. if it doesn't happen, what are you going to do? I'll come back with you all day long and say, yeah, but what if it does? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this more than anything else. The gifts of the Spirit get your mind off you. And that's the best thing that could ever happen to you and me. We're not thinking about ourselves. Get your mind off yourself and begin to be open to be used by God for the good of other people. I'll just tell you this. It's like, it, th this is what it's like in most people, okay? There is a massive cork stuck in our ability to flow. Because we're so, because humanity, we, we, we've, been, we've been lied to and, and we've been deceived into focusing inward. 
And that's what most people do. I mean, you know, hey, you're going to focus on what you're doing because we got jobs, businesses, we're doing things, we're busy in life and all that kind of stuff. But along the way, you got to learn to hear. 